0: This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children, including juice cleanse, malarkey, detox, and dumb fuckery. See, I threw an old timey one in this time. I
1: was. I, like, that was not was, in because we recorded this intro. It was old timey like, once before, and then we. Yeah.
2: Well, made then a, last, made a
1: last second audible last, yeah. to talk about Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Last an episode. Week,
0: You know, it's that that Nazi audible because it is 2017. <laughs> <and
1: it's laughs> Would you, could we call that an audible?
0: I think we could it be, and I I did not see that one coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> would it be, I d I don't know. How would you do it the other way around? How would you how know. would you would you say I'm trying to think here? Would it be a auto z? See that doesn't work. It have to be a nodible. Nodible is like so much better.
0: That's, that's good. I should just go right. with
1: that and just be like, yeah, that's it. That's what's up. Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani for when you want to do some extremely xenophobic, racist shit, but want to be sure that you find the right way to do it legally.
0: That's a real quote. It's
1: That's a real That's a, quote.
0: Those are like those are real words put together in that order, said by a person today, or to, in this. <laughs> like in a this, real person too, this, not just like. Like nobody, nobody made this up. This is not a fictional um, book, but it
1: like, it, fe- you know, it
0: feels like. What did um, our friend Lydia say on, on? You said House of Cards. She said Black Mirror. Right now, I think we're living in a really bad mashup of the two.
1: See, I've not seen Black Mirror, so it's, I know.
0: Well, I mean, reference. it's yeah. I mean, basically, it it kind of fits with the maybe we're all fucked sort of.
1: I'm tr- really trying not to go that route. Because but, we need well, to be positive we do.
0: We do. Inspiring. No, I'm. And... No, I'm. 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 I'm sort of an optimist in my, like, regular life, and so, yeah, I know, I know, but, we like, we kind of, we have to sort of go that route, but it, it is hard sometimes, I mean, I find myself wondering, like, do I miss 2016 at this point? I mean, you know how we hated on 2016? Like, we, like, it was a person that we just wanted to, like, break up with?
1: Well, and then, like, like the, I kind the, of the narrative shifted back. to, like, it's a sentient being, like, quit pissing yeah. it off by, like, talking about it.
0: Yeah, but now I feel like, like 2017, like we're we're ju- we're almost done with it, but it's been a real fucking dick.
1: Like, like yeah, and we're only one twelfth the way through. Like we,
0: we are. So, so I guess it's like the the hopeful standpoint is it's going to get better, right? Right? Like it 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 ha- come on, like it has to <laughs> get better. Bueller? Like <laughs> it it has to get better because. It can't get any worse,
1: I don't say that don't don't tempt it
0: <laughs> because it's a thing it is it's it's a it. thing, and it's like it's listening to me right now, and it's saying, don't don't get it's too like hopeful
1: Natalie natalie Newell like
0: <laughs> this will you know what fine i like this is all my fault. if things go
1: Thank terribly you. terribly
0: awry i'll just I'll take the blame. I mean, I am a woman, so I might as well just like just
1: take it I think you mentioned like one good thing though. Oh happened. I
0: did. I did. I mentioned a good thing earlier. So um the Boy Scouts now are welcoming um transgender children into their organization. So so cool. Uh... So like no, see that's the thing. It's like any other any other time we'd be like, fuck yeah, right? But it's but no, you know what? Fuck yeah. That's great. Any any good thing right now isn't we need good things.
1: It's kind of like though like the you know, there is like all those terrible fires. In mm-hmm. like Tennessee and in all, th- it's kind of like like the the stone st- statue of Jesus mm-hmm. that survived all those fires. Like it's yes. a miracle.
0: Like, hey. <laughs> like today, <That's>, It, <laughs> it kind of doesn't mean much. A good thing happened. Trump
1: is lo- tried trying, trying to pass legislation to remove uh, LGBT protections from federal employees. There's that's, that. My, There's like, that. My whole thing with yes. that is. If, like, you give a shit so much about protecting, like, your citizens, like, why is the first goddamn thing you go after, like, terrorists, which is not really an issue for us because we have such an extreme vetting process already that takes years to get through.
0: Yeah, you, but does anything actually make that much, like, logical sense to reasonable people at this point?
1: I mean, that's – we are coming from a place of reason, I guess, in that. Yeah, right. Right.
0: Right. so it's it's hard sometimes to kind of analyze and think about what is going on like in his head and the people around him's, like, heads because who the fuck knows? Like Yeah. It's and,
1: and yeah. I mean I swear, like we're 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 gonna I don't wanna even promise that. Like I don't know that we're going to not <laughs> ever get get away from doing political opens for the show. Like I really well, want to because I know, I know. but it's like I almost feel but, like, like we ha- we have to kind of like triage <laughs> our our problems well, now. Like we have like like we have like friend of the show like F- Facial Mutar is has to cancel all his international talks because he might not get back in. He well, doesn't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I was I was talking to some friends the other night, and um and sh- my friend is from Saudi Arabia and she's here and she's married to an American, whatever. But um she was kind of saying, well, you know. I I can leave and come back now, but I don't want to leave because what if I can't come back?
1: But like, and like the counter to that, and I think it's an excellent point. Ew, why do you want to stay here? I know, true, <laughs> true. We all can we all just I go? I want out. Can we all just go? Like,
0: yeah, I yeah. I was watching. But I mean, this for Ra- people yeah. like
1: Faisal, Faisal, like if he yeah. goes back to Iraq, like literally, he will be killed because he's an apostate, and that's what Islam tells you to do. Because Islam is so fucking peaceful,
0: religion and peace.
1: And yeah. speaking of religions of oh. peace, let's talk about. I know, right? It's oh, almost like we planned that.
0: Seg- Shh! Seg- sh- your Don't tell anybody.
1: Don't tell them that we didn't plan that. We have we have a a new god of the week.
0: We do. We have a new god of the week. But um, before before I start with a new god of the week, I have to say um, we received probably my favorite um, like comment about the podcast ever, a request, and.
1: <laughs> so, I mean. It's a a a close to me. It's like a it's a close second to to the person that told us that we did not give them cancer.
0: Right. So there so there was that, but this one was you know a request for for me to provide our audience with stories of more golden dicks and crushing vaginas. Like I I'm glad that I I don't know have that reputation for for telling stories about golden dicks and crushing vaginas. That's something to be proud of. Like I
1: think about whenever like I talk to you, I just think about how you like vaginas that crush.
0: And and dicks that are golden. And <laughs> are we, no. are
1: we talking about actually, the same thing right now, or, actually, or am I like no, hitting I, on you? I, like on air? Like I don't, I don't know. know what's happening right now.
0: So anyways, tonight though, everyone's gonna be disappointed because there's <laughs> Well, I mean, everyone's already disappointed. It's <laughs> so, too late. So it's too late. But, um, but yeah, there's no, there's no golden dicks in this story. But, um, so tonight's god is Lempo, the Finnish god of evil and demons. I mean, I guess it's 2017, so he's the god of 2017. Um, so he's essentially the devil. You know, he like creates evil and misfortune at every turn. He commands the demons of the forest because that's what they do, and demons live in dark, haunted forests. Um, totally, how things work. So, in addition to the de- like his herd of demons that do stuff for him, he has a herd of moose. Moose, like so, like that's his like devilish herd of animals. I mean, I but go like, straight to moose when I think
1: bad animals. Right? Well, but like, why wouldn't you? Like, have you ever seen a moose?
0: Mm-hmm. They're big. Like I, I mean, I've not seen
1: one in real life, but they are like I've They're seen big. pictures and like. So that's scary. So a herd, are,
0: a herd of moose, moose—that's the plural.
1: Which, yes. which, like, also, like, side note, like, how fucking dumb is the English language that it's well, like yeah. deer and moose are all, yeah. but like, but we 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 don't say goose for like plural, we say geese, geese. so we can't have meese, we can't have
0: we can't have meese, we can't. You
1: what know, deer would be? Deers. Deer. But, but they're deer. i feel like it should be like dees, dees. why not dees, why, why not dees. it's fucking english it's like the why dumbest not? language in the we world. of we could
0: we could just make up our own rules and you know well hey it's the alternate fact it's the alternate
1: <laughs> right like i'm just gonna start calling them dees now it's the and alternate like, plural you talking about i be like fuck you it's it's that's my language it that's what I it is what I want.
0: yeah so okay so so anyways evil misfortune whatever and then the other thing about him, so he's like the god of evil and wickedness, but he's also the god of love. Love and hate, you know, two sides of the same coin, something. I don't know. I don't make why not this. I, I, why not both? I don't make this stuff up. Somebody else does.
1: <laughs> Somebody else did.
0: Somebody else did. I, I'm just the messenger. <laughs> yeah. and, and like, I don't know if he has a golden dick.
1: We don't know that he doesn't.
0: We don't, we don't. So you so can't let's, prove
1: that he doesn't, so that means logically pre- I can think he does.
0: Let's pretend that he does. Just for the for the audience, let's just pretend that he does. An evil golden dick. This evening we are thrilled to be joined by James Fell. James is a fitness writer whose work can be found at AskMen.com, the LA Times, Chicago Tribune, and many other places. Additionally, he runs the popular James Fell Body for Wife website and Facebook page. Uh, James, thank you for joining us tonight.
2: Oh, thanks so much, Natalie. It's a pleasure to be on.
0: All right. So we like I realize how much bullshit there is to kind of get through and talk about um, tonight because the world that you write about and inhabit is um, full of a lot of it. Um, But I want to start with kind of your origin story. Like how did you get into this whole world of, of fitness really? And, and the whole body for wife um, label that you're working under?
2: Well, I was the last guy that was always picked for teams growing up and uh, was not into sports at all. And by the age of 25 was nearing obesity levels, and uh, had a bit of an uh, epiphanic moment where I realized, okay, enough of this bullshit and uh, decided to get in shape prior to proposing to the, the love of my life. And that was kind of where the whole body for wife thing came from. Mm-hmm. And I'd been a pretty gullible kid and my sister had exploited and tormented the shit out of me as a result. So by the time I was in my 20s, I'd learned how to be a pretty good skeptic and had seen my mother go through a lot of these fad diets that never worked so i when i started out my immediate judgment call based on it was well i guess i have to exercise and eat better and lo and behold it worked no mm-hmm. oh, weird
0: <laughs> it worked yeah and so so you so you took that path of like i guess applying some sort of skepticism to all of the the kind of woo and almost like pseudoscience type of stuff that's out there in this world. Um, and what, like, what I think draw, like draws me and Dan and all the other people who do these like science and skepticism pages to the work you do is that your work, it it is this intersection of, of fitness and health and skepticism. So, I mean, I think that that's important to have that intersection.
2: Well, and the the reality is that the vast majority of the weight loss industry is bullshit because that's what sells. Uh, people want to have a miracle cure, lose weight super fast. Like just as an example, if you Google "lose weight fast," you will get millions upon millions of hits and lots of ads for you know metabolic boosting miracles and butter and coffee and all kinds of crap like that. But if you Google lose weight slow, you're going to get hardly any returns. And it's going to be returns like how to lose weight with a slow metabolism. You know, nobody wants to lose it slowly. Even though, you know, the the reality of weight loss is a hard pill to swallow in that it takes some caloric restriction and it takes some pretty significant lifestyle change and and a major mental shift and, and quite a bit of hard work. And everyone wants a quick fix.
0: Well, yeah, people want that like silver bullet solution like right there. They want, you know, they want the thing that's like lose up to 10 pounds in a week or they want to just see results like overnight. And that's not real life, is it? I mean, that's
2: it's not. not. I'm glad you mentioned silver bullet because there's two things that most fad diet books have. One is a silver bullet. Another is a scapegoat. So carbs or sugar uh, are examples or even cardio uh, is uh, can be a scapegoat where people say cardio makes you fat because they're trying to sell weightlifting because, you know, a lot of people hate to run. So they they appeal to you by saying, oh, well, well, you shouldn't run anyway because it's just going to make you fat. And that appeals to the person saying, oh, really? Well, great. I'm going to listen to you because I fucking hate running. So uh, and then they get you to do something else and that's how they suck you in is they appeal to your prejudices
0: well and and it seems like they it's it's all marketing obviously and like they take advantage of all these buzzwords that people can like grab onto and run with and have no idea really what the fuck it means like when you know when you see kind of like coming into the new year like Words like detox after the holidays or whatever. I mean, can, can we can we talk about detox just as a as an idea because it's it's so fucking ridiculous. Like because we yeah, that's have where that's where you put liver.
1: an onion. You put an onion in your sock and then you sleep it at night and then you like lose like ten pounds, right? <laughs> right. Sorry guys. toxins.
2: Before,
1: before the detox thing, it, it's important to note that for the last
2: several years, the Federal Trade Commission has done a survey every couple of years of fraud. In the united states and survey after survey has the same result with weight loss being the number one form of fraud in the united states more than any other and wow. detox is just part of that so the, the okay. detox concept is i mean it's not always sold as a weight loss thing but detox then cleanses can be part of a weight loss thing And, but what it, what it boils down to is, is, you know, without getting into the the science, I mean, the science of it is you have a liver, you have a kidneys, great, you're detoxing, you don't need to do anything else. But beyond that, looking at it from a, from a big picture marketing perspective, detoxing and so many other types of things pushes a mentality of you are broken, I can fix you. And so that's, you, you are full of chemicals. And I mean, literally, you are full of chemicals. (laughs) Yes,
0: everything is. (laughs) You're
2: Full of bad chemicals from, you know, the BPA and the GMOs and the vaccines and all this other kind of, you know, not organic food that you ate and chemtrails and all this other shit that we need to detox you for, you know, three easy payments of way too much money. And so it's it's filling you full of fear of all of these horrible things that are happening to you. So that you suddenly become desperate for a solution and you whip out your credit card.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, it's pretty much like, you know, you're, you're kind of a piece of shit right now, but we could, we could polish you up and make you better. But then, but then what, hap- what happens though, like when it doesn't work, because it's not going to work. It's not going to sustainably work.
1: Well, so I, think, it, I think part of that – part of why people continue to go back to it is because the, they themselves – they fault themselves for, well, I didn't do exactly what it says or I only did it for a week. And then, of course, that's why it didn't work because I didn't do the actual plan because the plan itself is so fucking ridiculous in the first place that nobody – no sane person at least can keep up with it.
2: You're absolutely right, Dan. That's, that's part of what happens is that
1: the, the diet didn't fail
2: them they failed the diet and there's a lot of self-loathing, especially when people uh, have overweight or obesity, they really get beaten down by society because we know fat shaming is very prevalent and it's also very harmful. You know, it's extraordinarily rare that someone gets shamed for their weight and it actually helps them lose weight. Most often it leads to things like comfort eating and it makes the problem worse. So these people often already feel bad about themselves. So if, if they do some, some bullshit fad diet or product or something like that. And it doesn't work. They're not blaming the product. They're blaming themselves. Another thing is, is that people have a very short memory for failure when it comes to things like this. They may have fa- tried and failed at, at 10 different weight loss scams. Um, but they have this thing called the optimism bias where the 11th time, this is the time that it's yeah. going to work. And not only that, but even though results not typical, I am the one that it's going to work for.
1: Because everybody is special and I hate using this word. Everybody's a special snowflake.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah.
1: And the other
2: thing is, is that they do get a dopamine rush immediately upon buying it because they feel like they're taking positive action. So say they see some infomercial or an ad on a, on a website. Uh, for some crap product and they whip out their credit card, they dial the 1-800 number or they'll buy it online. As soon as they hit purchase, they get a dopamine rush of, um, you know, it's the, they feel like, okay, because I bought this product, I'm like already more than halfway there to solving my problem. They they get this positive rush of happy hormones that make themselves feel really good. And that's kind of reinforcing. So they'll do it again and again.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, well, th- this one, this is the first day of the rest of my life and it's all going to be good from here because I found the right cure because, like, Kim Kardashian told me to buy this thing. Like, it's, I mean, it's, again, it, it all it ties into our weird, like, celebrity and appeal to experts who aren't experts type of culture, too. I mean, oh, yeah, they're smelling this Kardashians stuff.
2: are some of the worst
0: ones out there. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, they, like, somehow they've, they got into what? What were they? What were they selling, or or not sell, or endorsing? Well, they was uh,
2: so they endorsed Skechers with one. I don't know if you remember that one. Those were the rock yeah. weight loss shoes, shoes, uh, yes, and, which allegedly would you know you could just wear around and, and you would burn a shit ton of extra calories. But interestingly, they had to pay. I think it was something like a forty million dollar class action suit for false marketing claims about weight loss. They also had their own pills. That's uh,
0: what I was thinking of. Yeah. The pills.
2: I don't remember the name of, of the pill, but it was, I think it had the name in something in it. And, uh, and it was a weight loss pill and she, and Kim Kardashian was on 2020 hawking these pills. And she said this, and I quote, we helped formulate this. So, <laughs> oh, dear God, to the best of my knowledge, we being Kim and her sisters do not have degrees in pharmacology. <laughs> I do not think that they are reasonable uh, people to formulate a weight loss.
0: Now. Pro- <laughs> but, probably not. Probably not. I don't
1: I don't judge people for, like, what they name their children. But if you na- you named your child a direction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey it, yeah, it clever, clever girl yeah, like so, yeah but yeah. it's
2: but it's, it, it's ridiculous that uh, that people will just eat that shit up that, and, and you know you you've probably seen this stuff by Paltrow and and there, there's so many other examples that, that
1: like the one that I've seen the most or at least the longest or sticks out or maybe they had the most airtime is the hydroxy cut like late at night because that's oh, apparently those, what I do. Yeah, oh, is, yeah,
0: the, those ads yeah. for, yes, hydroxycut. Yeah, that's like what, what airs yeah. at, like what, like two in the morning,
2: like commercials and yeah. stuff?
1: So a little insight into what my daily life is like.
2: <laughs> I mean, hydroxycut has an interesting history in that it actually, when it, when the first formula came out, it used to work. It was called an ECA stack, which was ephedra, caffeine, and aspirin. And ephedra is a central nervous system stimulant that mm-hmm. basically it, you kind of vibrate the fat off. It makes you into uh, a, a little bit of a nervous wreck. And uh, the thing is that, it, you know, it says take two each day for moderate weight loss, which people are going to look at that and say, ha, I will t- take a handful of fatty for kick-ass weight loss. <laughs> And so they will pop those things like Skittles and and it, it literally makes them a nervous wreck where they get all twitchy and vibrating and sweaty. And the uh, the caffeine and the aspirin help accelerate and, and uh, the effect as well as, you know, limit the processing of it. So it stays in the system longer and works even even better. But what happened in the United States and in Canada was that they banned the Fedra. Yeah, oh, he's, I think it was maybe 10 years ago. It's been a while that they banned ephedra because it was causing deaths. People were having heart attacks. Even elite-level athlete, elite athletes were taking this stuff and having heart attacks. So, uh, so ephedra had to change their formula, and they changed to something else that, uh, that A, didn't work, and B, toxified the shit out of your liver. That, uh, and there was actually a study done that showed that people were dying from liver toxicity from taking this new formula of Hydroxycut, And then, so then they changed again. And the third one I, I think is just a caffeine pill. So it's a really expensive caffeine pill.
0: Yeah. That, that people kind of are just like, well, might as well try it because maybe it'll make me magically lose, lose weight because why not?
2: But when I, so when I first started working on weight loss, it was, over, just over 23 years ago. And, uh, and you know, the first six months were hard, even though, even though I was pretty skeptical and I knew that I had to exercise and eat better drink less beer, stop eating so much fast food, all that kind of stuff. And just eat less that, uh, that I was struggling. And I remember those commercials for this product called Dexatrim and mm-hmm. I saw them
0: Oh yeah, that
2: st- and I was tempted for a minute. <laughs> like, I remember looking at this dextrin thinking, "I wonder if this would help." And I and I kind of half reached for it I said, "No, no, don't do it. It's bad. It's bad."
0: <laughs> and so, so you were able to stop yourself and see. And the thing, you know, as I'm, as you guys were talking about, like hydroxycut or trim, whatever. Like I'm I'm imagining these are things. You know, they're commercials. They're on, like, you know, when Dan's watching TV at two in the morning, whatever. But then I come. Then I start thinking about things like. Like Dr. Oz, who's on in like daytime TV and like talking about bullshitty, type of quacky things. Like it's mainstream for people to see these kind of ridiculous solutions presented right. to them. And that's, and I have a problem with that because it's, it's.
2: It's what sells. Sensation yeah. is what sells. Yeah. The same type of thing that, that if we took a doctor that was just as handsome and personable and exciting uh, and intelligent as Dr. Oz and got rid of all the bullshit and Mm -hmm. only had him talk about real uh, evidence-based, scientifically verifiable medical facts on his show, it would get canceled after the first episode. Nobody (laughs) would fucking watch it because that shit's boring.
0: They just feel like, oh, what, what, what is this? Like somebody's Wait, speaking yeah. You're reasonably. you're telling
1: me I need to <laughs> I need to actually work and like.
2: Yeah, people I, want miracles, and he's yeah. the only reason why he's continued to be so incredibly successful for so long is uh, give the people what they want, and what they want is uh, a fantasy.
0: Yeah, and I, and I guess really he is just kind of. And him and all the other kind of TV people who put this out there, they're like Facebook feeds come to life. Like, oh, try this thing that I'm selling, like shakes or whatever, like <laughs> oh, Beach Body shakes. And we talk I mean, my
2: multi-level marketing.
0: Yeah, can we can we talk about that? Because I that's a whole different world. Like anybody can be like a nutrition coach or something, oh, right?
2: <laughs> multi-level marketing works really well for getting all your friends on social media to fucking hate you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Right.
2: You know, you get people that, that they, they buy into the, the, the Shakeology beach buddy, you know, quote unquote coach thing. And they think that they're going to get rich. So it it really is the whole cultish drink the Kool-Aid thing where they buy all this product and they have to resell it. And they have to get more resellers under them, and you know it's it's a barely legal pyramid scam. John Oliver actually did an amazing expose on it. If you if you want, and anyone who's listening who really wants to to get all the full dirt on multi level marketing scams, just Google John Oliver MLM, and you'll lap your ass off and learn everything you need to know. But the, the quick and dirty is that you know the, these people. Uh, it, it's all about how to lose friends and alienate people because you you try and get your friends to be your resellers and you take advantage of them and they're trying to get it take advantage of more people. But the reality is that fewer than 1% of people make any money at it and the products that they're selling are crap because you're creating all of these middlemen that are uh, an overpriced crap because you're creating all these middlemen that are trying to make a profit. And if you want to buy a shake, you want to buy it directly from the manufacturer, buy an actual good one from the manufacturer at a much lower price rather than something that, you know, there aren't any miracle weight loss shakes out there or miracle, you know, weight loss saran wrap that's impregnated with botanical something or other or juice loss. Like there's so many of them. There's, I keep hearing vemma and, 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 Oh God, I, I can't even, uh, uh, by salus and and isogenics and they they, just, they come and then they go <laughs> it's just it's a flag upon the earth
0: and and i guess it's like the, the part that i don't really get about this is you know people kind of having these like titles of you know calling themselves like a Beachbody coach or something like I don't even understand what that means because what qualifies you then just to kind of sell people shakes and like how, like are you just I, I don't I just don't get it I mean really I just you,
2: don't understand you bought a package of shakes to sell so that makes you a coach don't you know anything
0: I don't I know nothing I mean I I, I admit every day that I pretty much know nothing well,
2: <laughs> yes yeah, sure. they so. shakeology you're a coach
0: so, so that's it. You you get like a little certificate, like PDF filed to you or something. Like I think that's more than
1: I think that's more than what uh. or that's actually less than what Devin had to do to get his uh. What what, what did he oh, do? Master
0: Herbology. Master
1: Herbology. herbology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's it's all like it's all it's all so bizarre. I mean, so yeah, so there's like magic shakes. There's okay. Please talk about like the magic Saran wrap because it has the best name ever. It's called. It's called. It works.
2: I, I wrote a piece called "The Secret of Weight Loss Rap." It works that it fucking doesn't, and uh, and it was funny because uh, it really blew up. It it went pretty viral. And I was giving a talk a couple of weeks later uh, in Van, and we were talking about using. It was a talk to writers. We were talking about using Facebook for spreading your writing, and I was talking about it, uh, provocative titles. And then somebody said, you were the one that wrote that article? I have some friends that are really mad at you. Because they were, the resellers of It Works are just insane. <laughs> People think that, you know, taking some fancy hyper overpriced, like it's, you get a package of four for like $100. So it, but it's basically this, this chemically impregnated wrap that you wrap around your waist. And somehow that's going to magically transport belly fat to an alternate dimension. And
0: yeah, like where does it go? Where does it go? It just like poof. It (laughs) just goes like (laughs) magic a wrap,
2: but it's and uh, talking about the the shakes that uh, the, you know, the veracity of how those things, those types of things work that believe it or not, using a weight loss, a meal replacement shake can work. But it's a behavior modification tool. So um, remember the example of, let's use the example of SlimFast. Not sold via multi-level marketing, to the best of my knowledge. I think you just went and bought it at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, I think it just sold, yeah. You would buy these SlimFast shakes, and the commercial said a shake for breakfast, a shake for dinner, or a shake for breakfast, shake for lunch, and then a sensible dinner. Those shakes were 220 calories each. So... During the day, you're consuming only 440 calories. The nutritional value is pretty insignificant compared to like eating, say, some fish and fruits and vegetables and stuff like that instead. And, um, and then you eat your, your quote-unquote sensible dinner. By the time you hit dinner time, you're probably starving because all you've had is liquid calories, which is not satiating, and very yeah. few calories at that. So you will eat the entire kitchen by the time dinner comes around, unless you can force yourself to suffer for a while that people can lose weight through just white knuckle suffering, following this regimen for a while and they can, you know, stick to their sensible dinner and have a pretty major caloric deficit. And then after, you know, a month or so say, Hey, this is really working. I am really losing weight, but it's just that behavior modification tool. But eventually yeah. the suffering catches up to you. You know, you're ready to stab a badger in the kidney with a salad fork, and you say "fuck it," and you go off the rails hard into a pile of donuts and butter-soaked bacon. And well,
0: that's that's what I was going to ask, like, because how how sustainable is that to just be like, yeah, I'm totally cool with like a, uh, I mean, some like glorified chocolate milk or something a couple times a day, and then
2: and the like, thing like I yeah. talked about liquid calories not being satiating. The real purpose of shakes are that weight loss shake is an oxymoron unless it's like I said, it's that it's that unsustainable behavior modification tool. But the reality is that these protein shakes were designed to help people gain weight. You think of things like ensure they give that to, you know, geriatric people that are, that are having a hard time maintaining weight. It's an easy way to get calories into them. So they don't waste away, uh, you know, or people that are undergoing, chemotherapy or something like that bodybuilders take them you know they're uh people that, that don't can't get in enough protein to to feed their their uh their muscles enough like people that are really your your average weightlifter. i've never never you know, i'm a pretty buff guy i've never taken a, a protein supplement in my life uh i just you know i eat meat it's yeah. good enough but people who are really want to be huge maybe they take anabolic steroids um that they need an extra dose of protein to feed their muscles. That's what it's for. Weight gain, not weight loss.
0: Yeah. And then like you see things like people who will go on these like juice fasts or like whatever, like where you're, where they're just drinking like juice for, for days. And like, yeah,
2: it's, it's another unsustainable behavior modification tool that they just think it, they follow the list of instructions. And really it's just, it's a ridiculous way of doing an extreme caloric deficit.
0: Well, and it, and it's made to seem so, like almost like this natural, almost like sexy type of thing, where it's like, oh, you're just gonna, you know, drink well, and, drink juices, like feel said all you good have, and whatever. And you yeah. have all
1: these instructions to follow, and so you feel like you're actually doing something and you're accomplishing something if you're following these simple instructions. It's it has to work because I mean, those are instructions.
2: Well, and they sell it as there's some type of magical component to it. There was there's one that I think it's still around. It's called the Master Cleanse, and I think it's um, I'm, is that, that, that one of cayenne
0: pepper and like lemon Brown juice sugar. and syrup or something I think
2: syrup um, and and maybe some lemon juice or some shit like that. Yeah, and, and it, it's a, a bare amount of of sugar, so you're not uh, you're not completely zero calories per day. But it's a crash diet. It's, uh, but they're trying to sell it as because it's, um, because it's, it's all this ridiculous stuff like maple syrup and cayenne pepper and lemon or whatever. They try and sell it as, again, one of those magically transport belly fat to an alternate dimension type of concept, as opposed to what it really is, is just dramatic, unsustainable, massive caloric restriction.
0: And then you're just like, I want a burger after this or something. Like eventually, like right? It, I just don't get. I don't get it really.
2: Well, and I interview a lot of celebrities. Um, uh, my column that I write for the LA Times it involves interviewing. Uh, I've interviewed several dozen of them, and and every once in a while, they tell me that about some bullshit diet that they're on, and I, that never goes in the article because I'm not perpetuating that. We always focus when when I interview celebrities. We're focusing on the exercise side of things because it's pretty hard for them to fuck that part up. So yeah. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we talk about the stuff that they like to do, the types of ex. You know, ooh, I like to lift weights. I like to run. Whatever. Um, you know, I interviewed the singer Sarah McLaughlin, who I'm maybe a little bit in love with, and uh, and she's big into surfing. So we talked about that, and she likes to trail run. And, and but but when I talk to some other unnamed people about their ridiculous diet fads. And I've known i c co- I've had a couple tell me they do the master cleanse. Uh, I just changed the subject and say, yeah, that's not going in the article because I'm not telling people about that. Well,
0: because there's like there's the the bullshitty type things like that. And then there are just there are other things that kind of go around in the air like, you know, that even if you don't have like celiac disease you should just be gluten free because like gluten's bad or sugar is like toxic and addictive and all that kind of stuff actually can we can we talk about sugar and your um your thoughts if you have any on have the whole to. idea of it being <laughs> it toxic and I mean and it's, it is
1: just as addictive as cocaine Eight
0: yeah.
2: times
1: more addictive. To- uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank oh, you is
0: talking. that it? Okay. That's
2: according to Dr. Mark Hyman, who has. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about him for a minute?
2: He is so epically full of shit. His eyes are brown. Uh, he has ten number one New York Times best selling books. So that just goes to show you that if you're you're willing to sell your soul and. and the, um
1: massive and If I am not mistaken, he was uh Hillary Clinton's doctor, at least for a while too. Yeah.
2: I don't know if he was like her family doctor, but I know that yeah. she liked him. She was I know that, that she, she looked up to up to him. But he,
1: and that's why she lost the election, now we have Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it thirty minutes. We made it thirty minutes. He's just an anti
0: saying the name <laughs> of that orange monster. <laughs> but,
2: yeah, so the uh the anti sugar cultists really don't like me. Very much. And again, this is another one of those um, fear mongering things. It's the scapegoat concept and selling a fix is that, you know, sugar is this toxic and addictive substance. It's what psychologists call the monotonic fallacy, which is it's the idea that if a lot of something is bad for you, then even a little is also bad. So sugar is something where that religious attitude of corruption or impurity is uh, replicated because they take a religious-like approach to it. So they're going to treat sugar like cigarettes or crack or heroin where no amount is considered safe. So if you consume it, then you're doomed to become an addict. And because I assert that moderate intake is fine, I'm the enemy so they and they will use the consumption of these sort of impure foods to marginalize other groups where um you know, because I'm a sugar burner, that I'm bad and I need to go on a ketogenic diet or something like that
0: well like one of one of my concerns, you know when i when I think about this kind of stuff where where people are essentially demonizing certain kinds of foods, but whatever, is you know, like if I'm looking at it from a perspective of like as a parent, right, I mean. Like, like, you know, we have kids, whatever, we want them to eat, you know, healthy, balanced diets and have a healthy relationship with food. What happens when, when people are so obsessed with with these things and de- like demonizing sugar or whatever it is? And like that mindset and that unhealthy relationship to food gets passed down to kids, doesn't it? Just by like osmosis sort of like and that, that's a concern for me.
2: Well, you know, I've um, interviewed a a number of eating disorder physicians, and actually very recently for about the third time I was interviewing Dr. Ovidio Bermudez, who's the medical director at Eating Recovery Center, and we were talking about the way the environment has changed for children, that it's become much more severe where eating disorders are on the rise for a couple of reasons. One is this type of fear-mongering about food where they've got... You know, they see their parents always worried about, you know, gluten and sugar and organic. And, and this takes, um, this has a profound impression upon children, making them much more prone to developing some type of immune pathology. On top of that, we have this um, interconnected, uh, you know, social media type of environment and magazine TV, uh, where People are constantly looking for imperfections in their, their own bodies. They get body dysmorphia and there's, there's blatant shaming over each other's bodies. It's much, much worse than it was, say, 50 years ago. And and that's why eating disorders are becoming much more common, not just in girls, but also in boys. And it's part of, you know, parents rather than protecting their children from, uh, having this happen to them are helping to foster it by freaking right the fuck out about every calorie they put into their face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and kids, kids watch everything, like the good, the bad. I mean, they're, they're watching like our every move for better or worse. And, and I think, you know, we, we have to be conscious of ourselves as, as parents and as role models and adults and like, just helping them forge a, a healthy relationship with all parts of the world and food is part of that. Like just taking care of themselves and their bodies. And, but also like, you know, I'm not trying to sound like super cheesy, but like to help them love themselves too with their body as part of that. So
2: I
1: I love my body like twice a day. Like
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast.
0: (laughs) So. That's a, di- that's a different one. But, but yes, still,
2: <laughs> I mean, the body acceptance movement has done some really great things, but it's also, you know, like, like any movement, you get those extremist elements that go too far and, and really it's a continuum where we've got absolute um, self-love on one end where, you know, I can be uh class three obesity and, uh, and, Not have to worry, uh, and and I'm I'm perfectly fine. There's absolutely no danger to body fat. Well, I'm sorry, but that's not actually true. And then other end of the continuum, we've got utter self loathing, where people just hate themselves so much, and they they often get paralyzed with inaction because of this self loathing. And the path to change is somewhere in the middle, where you achieve self awareness, where it's like you know what. I love my body for the capabilities that, that it has, and I'm not going to shame myself, and I'm not going to expect myself to look like some type of airbrushed Photoshop celebrity, um, and, uh, but at the same time, I'm going to take action and do everything that I can to reasonably and rationally live a happy and healthy life. And and not oh, so myself. what it's like
1: it's like what you're it's like what you're saying is that the answers always are typically always somewhere in the middle and there's there's yeah. extremes <laughs> are are not a good idea and, and we should stop like <laughs> hyperbolizing everything is that I mean it's it's almost like yeah It's great. yeah it's a weird gray. weird well, how that works yeah, weird how no, there's everything. like nuance involved and like <laughs> it's not like a simple answer and like there's not just ugh.
0: I know it's it's like it's slightly more complicated than that and but and. And, you know, I, what I wanted to ask you at one point, but I think you kind of just answered it is like, what, what do you say to somebody who's like, I want to I get healthier, I want maybe I want to lose weight, maybe I want to get more fit, whatever. But it's, it's a process, isn't it? It's not like there's not one answer, right, that just is this cure-all for everybody.
2: There, there's lots of different approaches. And, but the, the reality is that it's going to require some type of significant lifestyle change. How people achieve those lifestyle changes can vary there. You know, I have heard some stories of people who they were sort of publicly humiliated and, and they said, fuck it. I'm going to lose weight. And it actually worked. I don't advise that because, you know, overall the research shows that that's not a good mm-hmm. model. Some people do this really slow and steady. You know, the traditional cognitive behavior change models do generally preach baby steps where you get a little bit uncomfortable for a while and then you, you struggle through and eventually that becomes comfortable. But you get a little bit uncomfortable again, and you take these baby steps towards change. And that's the well-researched approach that that is generally recommended uh, where, you know, you change your diet a little bit, you change your exercise regimen a little bit and you just keep working on changing bit by bit. And eventually you know, you're going to achieve your, uh, your new sustainable body. There's other examples where people do have these dramatic life-changing moments where they just said enough of this bullshit. I'm going hardcore and I'm going to do it. And it works. And it's actually more common than you think. I know several people for whom they just had this lightning strike epiphany that said, I'm going to change. So sometimes you never really know where it's going to strike, but that does happen. But really there's, there. I think that the, the concept of willpower has taken a bad rap lately because a lot of people, you know, we've got that no excuses, mom, Maria, Kang person. <laughs> I, didn't want to say, I didn't want to say the word that immediately came to my mind about her because I'm getting in trouble. But uh, she, um, you know, she says, oh, well, you just, you know, you just need the willpower. And But the problem, and so there was a backlash against this whole kind of willpower concept saying, no, it's about habit formation. Well, yes, habit formation is really important. And there's a lot of different ways to to develop that habit of, you know, you get up and you exercise first minute, first thing in the morning for 30 minutes or you prepare your meals carefully and, and those types of things. But there has to be some passion and some will behind creating those habits in the first place. And there's some neat stuff that came out, uh, a little, just under a year ago that basically blew away the concept of ego depletion. Now, ego depletion was a really popular, um, belief in psychology that said that willpower is a limited resource and that throughout the day it gets drained. So that, you know, if you try and do too much, if you try and change too much about your lifestyle too fast, you're just going to suck yourself dry and you're going to crash and burn. And by the end of the day, it's, you know, Doritos on the couch. And, but, but all of that was blown apart as basically bullshit that, no, actually, ego depletion doesn't actually exist. And all of this research is faulty. And that people who, it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy where people who believe that they have an unlimited amount of willpower actually do where it's it's not this tank that can be quickly drained that you can actually have that uh passion to eat it really healthy and exercise lots and not necessarily have to worry about running out so what the the boiling that down into the t l d r is that you need to somehow find a way to become passionately inspired uh I know one woman who was she had obesity, she smoked a pack a day, she drank a bottle of wine a day, um, ate like crap, and one day picked up a fencing sword and her life changed. Ten years later, she was um, a silver medalist at the, uh, the North American level. She quit drinking, she quit smoking, she lost a ton of weight, all because she really got into fencing. So there is no one path other than you have to find some way to tap into your Zest for life and 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 link that to not just a, a physical activity, but an eating behavior that fuels that physical activity. Yeah.
1: I know for me personally, in 2014 I lost about 80 pounds because I got for the first time in my life, like actual mental health services, I got put on a medication that helped me out a fuck ton. And I just started running. And I went from, I was 280 at the, the I guess the end of uh, 2013, I was about 280. And I went down to 200 by, I, I did a marathon in, 2014, in November 2014. And I mean, that's, Part of it is like we talked about, you just, you have to make a plan and stick with it. But then also you have to realize, going back to the, the model of change, you have to realize you're going, going to have moments where you're, you know, you're going to relapse and you're going to, you know, get thrown off or something's going to happen. You have to plan for failure in any time, any, any sort of like exercise program or, or any sort of, if, if you're doing some sort of special diet or something like that, you're going to have that failure and you have to prepare and and plan for that failure.
2: Absolutely. And you bring up an excellent point about going on medication is that, you know, backing up prior to, you know, all the advice that I gave is there can be underlying issues that can make weight loss very challenging. There's a lot of people who the reason for which they have weight issues, can be due to some type of childhood trauma or a mental illness, or or uh, where they, they medic- self medicate with food or alcohol. That you need to address those issues first before you can do anything else. Yeah,
0: that there's there's sometimes more to it than just a you know just that the physical. I mean, it's it's about the whole person, isn't it? In some way, like yeah, can't be and, boiled
2: down to a sound bite like "eat less, move more."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like it's not, it's not that simple.
2: Well, no, I I wrote an article just last month called Eat Less, Move More is Bullshit. And, uh, and there was quite a bit of rectal discomfort over it, uh, (laughs) but the Personal Trainer Development Center named it the number one fat loss article of the year. So there were people who liked it.
0: Yeah, clearly. All right. So we, (laughs) so like... To, to end, like we did get some questions for you. Can we ask you some questions for people who listen to the show? And, do, um,
2: answer that.
0: So, all right. So, one, um, I know that you saw because it was on my um, skeptical parenting page, Cal, who um, does the Trolling with Logic podcast, he asked, um, I always hear people say, cardio only to lose weight, don't bother weightlifting. What's the best response to that?
2: Uh, anything that burns calories can help contribute to a caloric deficit. Um, Cardio can be more effective from a caloric burn perspective. It will burn more calories if you're doing it at a a reasonably good intensity. Uh, It can also be a little bit better for um, appetite control because it, it helps enhance your executive function in your brain a bit better, which is like planning and decision-making and impulse control, all of those type things are good for improving your eating behavior. So car- cardio has a lot more eating behavior benefits than weightlifting does. And it can even have a bit of an appetite suppression effect um, on a day-to-day basis. because it, it gives you that kind of endorphin rush, which it, it states the same reward pathways in your brain that, that highly palatable junk food does. Whereas weightlifting generally is not done at the intensity level enough to create that that sort of appetite suppressing effect quite often people when they lift weights they have a tendency to to want to eat more um because of uh, part of it i think might have to do with the the whole building conception of of building muscle Mm -hmm. uh now but i'm i'm going to come around to this that that Uh, there's been a myth that's been perpetuated that when you build muscle, it dramatically ramps up your metabolism. Well, that's not true. When you actually run the numbers on it, you gain about six calories per day boost in resting metabolism per, um, per pound of muscle gain. So even if you gain 20 pounds of muscle, which is quite a bit, you're only gaining a boost of about 120 calories. And this ends up getting offset by fat loss anyway, usually. So it's it's not very much when you run the numbers on it. So all this being said, is that yes, for strict purposes, cardio is going to burn more calories and maybe help help on the appetite and dieting side a bit better um, physiologically. Psychologically, we often see the exact opposite, and the reason why is that runners are fucking stupid and runners run to eat and drink. And they will, they will say, hey, man, I ran eight miles today so I can go for beer and chicken wings. And they wipe out all the... All the well, dishes. see,
1: in here, I was literally about to jump in and sing the praises of Long Run Day because I fucking loved run, Long Run Day because I go run 14 to 20 <laughs> miles. I burn 4,000 calories and then I can just do what... I can eat all the pizza.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, man been there i've done that <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so, you know i'm a i'm a marathoner myself and and i like to go for long bike rides and say yeah i get to eat and drink everything whereas people who lift weights generally and this is this is not physiology this is psychology going on mm-hmm. where runners often run to eat and drink whereas weightlifters there's much more of a nutrition culture there mm-hmm. where first of all I mean, part of it has to do with their sculpting, their physique, they're building muscles. They want to be able to see those muscles. You go to any running board, um, you know, they, uh, they talk about, run- runners talk about running. You go to a weightlifting message board, they're talking about nutrition and how to cut fat. So it's their mental, the mentality and the culture of the weightlifter lends itself towards um, more calorie restricted eating that, in, you know, that the, sometimes they get carried away and they can develop some disordered eating behaviors. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, these guys through, again, that sort of force of will are able to adopt better eating habits because, you know, hey, they spent a lot of time training those abs. They want to be able to see them.
1: Yeah. And that's, I, I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but that's, I mean, that I know whenever I was running a lot, that's absolutely what I did was like I said, I'd run like 40, 50 miles a week and I was like, Oh, well I, I just made, I have all this credit now that I can spend on, <laughs> on, on Chicken whatever is. the hell. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm a big fan of both. I mean, I like to lift and I like to run and I like to ride. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So what you're saying is like the answer is like always somewhere in the middle and start some sort of balance.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's well, it's oh, great really? for both health and longevity and functionality as well as, um, you know, when you combine them, they, they can, even from a visible outcome, like let's not kid ourselves, people like to look good. And mm-hmm. if you use cardio for both health and burning off some fat, as well as weightlifting for, you know, burning off a little bit more calories and also health from a different perspective and building up some muscles, uh, those are things that are visually going to have a more profound impact if that's something that's important to you. I like what I see when I look in the mirror and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, uh, they really work well in conjunction with one another.
0: Cool. Um, so th- this is just a, a comment. My friend Stephanie just said to tell you that she's a big fan and you have helped motivate her to like eat right and work out. So Rock on, yeah. Stephanie. So she's awesome. And then now th- this is, this is one that I had been thinking of. And then our friend Jason, who was a, he was a guest on, on this show back in the day when we first started, but um, he he was curious and so am I about like, you address topics related to feminism yeah. in, and I think a fantastic way. And just, can you talk a little bit about your experience doing that in sort of a, you know, male dominated
1: people, people culture? are like super accepting of it, right? <laughs> oh, all the time. I never get it. I mean, cause actually both
0: <laughs> of you guys, both of you guys d- do this. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious, you know,
2: well, it it started um with the uh the that one Rodney somebody or other that went on the shooting spree that the guy that was doing all the pickup artist um alpha male stuff that he seemed to fall for. Yes. And, uh, it was somewhere in California, but it was it was about two and a half years ago. And I uh I had been subjected to the whole alpha male crap in the fitness industry for a long time. I mean, I write uh, very frequently for Ask Men, and most of those readers are sort of 18 to 30 males. So I I write for a lot of men, and I see a lot of this toxic crap about the whole alpha male concept. So I wrote a piece called The Myth of the Alpha Male that really blew up big. And one of the things that I kind of railed against there were men's rights activists. And then Time (laughs) Magazine got in touch with me said we'd love to hear part about the men's rights activists write an article for us about it so i said sure and uh, and i did that and they were um, you know very the men's rights activists were very understanding and kind and logical in their response to it <laughs> very thick with the sarcasm <laughs> uh, and uh but it it made me realize that but I don't write about, you know, sort of feminist theory. I didn't study that, you know, I didn't do gender studies or anything like that. It's just, you know, if I, I grew up with some really strong women. My mother was a, a very strong and successful businesswoman who, you know, made a fortune in a male-dominated industry. Um, my wife graduated top of her class from med school. and uh, And, you know, I've always seen women as equals. And I just, this stuff that the shit that I saw in the fitness industry, uh, the misogyny that was rampant and just the way that a lot of guys behave, that I just started calling it out. And it wasn't that, and I decided that, you know, I'm not going to tell women what to do because that's friggin' stupid. I, you know, I'm not a woman. I don't understand that perspective nearly as well. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't study this stuff. I just figured I'm going to talk to young guys and try them to tell how to not be a dickbag, and uh, and so that was that's my feminist theory. Here's how you not don't be a dickbag, and people really liked it. You know, mo- most women liked what I was writing, and about half the guys really liked it, and the other half called me a beta cuckman, mangina White Knight, Snowflake, something. Of course,
0: of course, like, one of those. I'm sure. I'm sure Dan has never been called any of those things ever,
2: ever. Like never. today, no.
0: <laughs> just maybe, just five times today or right now, he's getting a message saying that. So yeah, so you guys are in kind of the same boat. But but I I will say that I appreciate what both of you guys do in that regard because I think it's important. I think, you know, just as many voices speaking out about. <laughs> Well, you know, people being
2: is that one of the things that that a lot of the um, and you know thank you for that appreciation uh, you know I do have uh, have a lot of women say thank you so much for writing this well one of the pieces I wrote was called she doesn't owe you shit and that article is by far was well, the most viral blog post I've ever written it absolutely went um, into the stratosphere and uh, I think a quarter of my web traffic from last year it was from that one article and uh, a comment that I hear again and again from women is that thank you for writing this because men often will only listen to another man that I get a lot of pushback um, from dumb men for the stuff that I write it's not a tenth as bad if I were female if I were female writing this stuff I would be doxed and get rape threats and death threats. And it would just be like, I would need to have a much thicker skin than I currently do if I were writing this as a woman. So as a man, it's, I, it's almost like talking to these guys this way can be more effective because they're not going to listen to a woman. And it's easier because I'm not going to catch nearly so much bullshit from these aspects.
0: Yeah. So the message gets out there. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, and that is really important. So I I mean, on many, on many levels, you know, not just the, the diet and health and fitness stuff, but, but this, like the skepticism, the feminism, everything that you address. I mean, I I think, you know, you're, you're making a really cool impact with what you do. So like super glad you came to talk to us tonight about all this stuff. And we hope you'll come back sometime. There's, there's always going to be another, like, fad diet or crazy bullshit thing that dr oz is selling so like you know we should do this again sometime
2: i'd, I'd love to can i give a quick plug for my facebook page oh yeah, yeah yeah we all
0: we always like we like plugs we like tell people where to find you all anything yes plugs. plug stuff twitter,
2: twitter sucks i hate twitter i mostly <laughs> do it usually. yes yes, uh, yes. no
0: no God. oh it no, is the worst
2: no.
0: No. I, I use twitter
2: oh. to troll donald trump and that's about it <laughs>
1: That's that exactly. I don't you, are you are You yeah, are I, I I have them set to notifications, <laughs> and so like that's the only thing I do is I I see try and then it's like that's oh, that, oh. really you guys. And you guys are our, Twitter
0: our, soulmates. My
2: website, my website uh, where I, where I blog regularly is bodyforwife dot com, but my Facebook page is where I've got a, a a big following that that is very interactive. We have a lot of fun there, and I post there a lot, and I interact with with the followers a lot is just facebook.com slash body for whites. So give me a follow and say hi.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, we will definitely do this again sometime.
2: Thank you both.
1: is lawyer memes because what's more exciting than lawyers who are memeing let's be honest nothing
0: nothing or everything either everything or nothing is more exciting
1: than this and maybe both i would venture to say everything would be more exciting than this but it's it's one of those that it's it's so like kind of like uh air traffic control means. It's I was it's like, I was just like such say. an inside joke yeah. like with yeah. them like you can kind of get it because like it's yeah. so like inside but like there's like layers to it but then like they have some of like internet shitposty things and you that's know, kind of like what this like segment is designed for is for shitposty things so if you have ooh, look, look, oh, look yeah, at me look at it. me like yeah, Planned, like Advertise like, something. Crowdsourcing. Or ask for help. So yeah. if you have ideas for shitposty things for us to love, you know, send us an email at podcast.sendos.com But, yeah, yeah but, but they, so yeah, like, they have ones like, of course, I'm gonna go with the cat first. Every time you object, a kitten dies, and it's like a little cat, like, in the little meadow. And prancing through it's like, it's not funny to me, but, like, I understand their frustration because that has to be annoying whenever people just... Do that. I mean, it's not. I'm not laughing, but it's oh, a shit yeah. post. So you know. Yeah.
0: So there you go. Um. Let's see. You well. You said there was okay. Here's one. But from the movie Step Brothers. Um. So.
1: Great movie. You, yeah. That so was actually a documentary. Did you know that?
0: Oh, it was. No. It was. No.
1: No. Alternate
0: fat. Alternative fat. <laughs> fa- yeah. Everything <laughs> is. You know, we just lie all the time now you realize this
1: that's if we, you we check can, the messages i get yeah. to my page that's yeah. all i do
0: yeah so we can we can craft our own narrative of reality anyways <laughs> um so so when you and your co-counsel show up to court wearing the same suit um that stepbrothers did we just become best friends i mean i, I guess is that is that what happens maybe but i, I yes. imagine they probably they wear the same suits a lot right i mean how many different
2: types of
1: Suits. I mean, I, it's I mean, not like it's like the Republican National Convention, with which like all of the people except for one, you know, are wearing a red suit yeah. or a red sh- red. Uh, what do you call those tie? things? Ties. A tie, yeah. a tie. You're, you're like,
0: I don't fucking yeah. wear those. No, no. I uh,
1: well, I, I I have like 80 ties in my closet oh, from dear. when I used to teach, but mm-hmm. I never wear a tie anymore. So yeah. there's no point. Do we do uh, we want
0: to do the depressing one? The sad yeah. music depressing <laughs> one. <laughs> So, so I mean, they, they
1: took, I they took like the sound of music. She's dancing in the meadow, and, and yeah. normally it's the one where normally you have like you I don't know, give just, a fuck. I don't give a fuck about yeah. anything. Yeah. But they they've they've poorly, might I add, shopped in George Washington's face, like like really awful. And they, like, this is what they at least
0: do a good at least do a good shop job on it. Like, come on,
1: no, like, I th- no, that's part of the charm. That's part yeah. of the charm. Rustic. And and <laughs> a rustic <laughs> meme, like. It a, is. That's exactly what it is. And like these motherfuckers like posted it election day, like in the early afternoon at 1228
0: PM feeling real confident, really feeling like confident. super
1: confident yeah. caption, almost there are people. And he says, America, November 9th. It's so like the day after election yeah, day, 2016. And yes, so
0: that didn't happen. That's, we were not, we were not Julie Andrews in the, the Alps or wherever she is like frolicking. That's we not how all, it worked We out. were all crying in the dark so fuck you lawyer memes for getting that wrong you know it's their <laughs> fault it's their fault <laughs> because everybody looked at lawyer memes and were like i'm not going to go vote because... yeah, i don't need
1: to go vote
0: anyways i'm going to i don't what i can get Yeah, yeah yeah and then uh, so there's that but um...
1: and probably <laughs> <Okay>. my favorite <laughs> my favorite one is this is, this is, this is like way old. I think they posted this like during the actual Olympics or shortly yeah. after the Olympics in August of last year,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm really trying to not focus on it. You can do this. It says defense. What are your injuries? And then it has a picture of Ryan Lochte. It says Ryan Lochte, I died.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: that's very funny to me.
0: Yeah, it is really funny to me too. And I don't, and, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just needed a laugh. Maybe, that pretty maybe funny. we just
1: have simple minds, or maybe we're just looking for any outlet that I can possibly I, like entertain us and like take I, our yeah. minds off of the dumpster fire that's happening right outside our door.
0: I think that's what it is, and I think sometimes you just need like dummy like Ryan Lochte <laughs> in his face to just.
1: And he's just like normally like I. I don't know like i I feel bad for people whenever like they get like railed on for like mm-hmm. personal life shit and stuff like that, but but not this guy like that motherfucker kind of deserves it like when you when you lie like that badly about like that much <laughs> uh, and, like that intensely for that long about something, like you kind of deserve whatever shade gets thrown your way like that's on you yeah. <laughs> like that's it's like it doesn't matter at that point
0: you deserve the shade i, I like you <laughs> I like your use of yeah shaking. that's that's
1: what the kids are yeah. i like yeah. I'm listening to feedback, trying to get reach that younger demo, the hip to the
0: well we did we did squad. Or, was it squad goals last was that last no yeah, that we, was it was that no that was it last week that was two weeks last ago. yeah i think that was two weeks ago when things were simpler and we were able to
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were able to to laugh without crying goals.
0: yeah yeah, all that but um so yeah uh lawyer memes why we we like the internet this week.
1: I mean, it's, yeah. It's all right.
0: It's all right. It's something. It's something. We laughed a little bit. It's,
1: yeah. We cried a lot. <laughs> And on that note, speaking of crying a lot, uh, thank you for joining us for this week's episode. If you enjoyed listening, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. So you have comments or suggestions or hate mail or love letters for Natalie, you can reach us at podcast at enthusiast.com. You can also find our full podcast archive at the new and improved scienceenthusiastpodcast.com because that's the thing now. Yeah. Follow the page yeah. on Facebook, follow Natalie on Facebook, follow me on Facebook. All those links will be in the in the what you call it notes the show for notes. the show, the show yeah. notes. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you enjoyed the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash a science enthusiast. To get access to premium content such as extended interviews, early access to episodes. Right now we're doing a live video on YouTube of uh, of whatever this whatever this is. is. So you'll get access to that too. And we know that not everybody can afford to to do that. And, I mean, that's okay. We're still friends. Just, like, tell your friends about us. And then we can all be friends together. And then we can make more friends. And then those friends make friends. And then And then we get more friends. And then everybody has friends because we all need friends.
0: Agreed. yeah you want to quote
1: uh yeah yeah hit 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 me
0: okay all right for me i am driven by two main philosophies know more today about the world than i knew yesterday and lessen the suffering of others you'd be surprised how far that gets you and that's neil degrasse tyson yeah guys be cool to each other
1: right excellent to each other like trump and 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 bannon and
0: and don't be douches
1: and for for fuck's sake, like if if like the onion like tweets at you, like don't agree with them. Don't like, like
0: know your know your sources, people. Well,
1: but also like the, like Spicer also tweeted he tweeted his Twitter password not once yeah. <laughs> but twice, like. Like, this guy has, like, a say, and if, like, we're uh, gonna, like, fucking bomb people, and, like, I, yes. dur, dur, I'm a fucking dumbass, like, here's my Twitter password, like, I've never yeah. once broadcasted a password, like, I have more, like, capability of keeping secrets than this guy.
0: I think, I think my three-year-old probably is more capable of a lot of things than
1: all Like, goddamn, like, you know. how many times does he get his credit card stolen? Like, uh, all the time like how many times does he all how many time? times does he like enter his like pin like as a, as a like, status and now <laughs> he's like he's like he's the kind of dumbass that like lets like id thefts like run rampant
0: there are probably like tons of people with his identity right now
1: See, right he's like he's like <laughs> filling out forms he's not paying attention to like whatever he's typing and the, the other thing is he's already <laughs> logged in to twitter like so he's logged into twitter he does not know he's logged into twitter already Comments, and then tweets it, and then is like, oh yeah, this is okay. Then like leaves it up for like,
0: for long enough, long enough.
1: These are the people
0: (laughs) running the country. Like,
1: it's sixty million people elected to run our country.
0: I don't know. I might just like build a bunker or something and hang out. Like,
1: no.
0: You want to want to build a bunker?
1: I spelled xenophobic wrong. That's xenophobic of me to spell yeah, xenophobic wrong. of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. For when you want to do some extremely zignal... <sighs> Fuck me in the asshole. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of not narrow or straight LLC, all rights reserved.